Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the art of asking better questions. This episode has two inspirations. I became first familiar with the idea of self-questioning through Byron Katie, who, if you are not familiar with, came up with what is referred to often as the work. And what the work is, is questioning your current thoughts about your current reality. When I first became familiar with Byron Katie and her work, I felt a lot of resistance, like a lot. I picked up one of her books. I cannot remember the title. There's three or four, maybe even five, but I first read one of her books and it made me really mad. It made me angry. I don't think I finished. Actually, no, I didn't finish it, which is huge because I'm a person who has some bullshit around leaving things unfinished, specifically leaving books unfinished. I have powered through many a boring self-help, self-education, self-discovery, nutrition. Oh my God, so many boring nutrition books. Basically, if it's not fiction, I almost forced myself to finish it and I didn't finish this one. It just made me very angry and very uncomfortable. And so I put it away for a few months. It might even been a year. And I came back to it and I was able to come back to it with a new approach. I don't know if something in me shifted or it shifted how I was approaching her her ideas. But basically what she is asking you to do is whenever you're experiencing something that is making you uncomfortable, she asks you to examine if it's true and really continue on from there. And so if I am having a thought like he doesn't love me. She often uses examples in relationships about how we think another person may be thinking about us. And so you ask, is this true? And the truth is, with so many things, we can never know if it is true or not. We have absolutely no idea. And this also applies to situations. We have a tendency to think of the worst case or what could go wrong or all the ways that we could fail or how something is set up not in our favor. And so you have to ask, well, is this true? Do I know that the future is going to turn out this way? And you can really quickly start to see how your biases and your lens is shaping your worries and how it is never working in our favor. And so if you are not familiar with Byron Katie, huge plug around her and her work and her books with the disclosure that it's probably going to piss you off. And if it does, that's okay. (laughs) I think a lot of people feel that way when they first encounter some of the subject matter that she touches, because believe me, she goes deep into very uncomfortable situations. So, you know, go into it cautiously, but also go into it with a lot of curiosity because it's life-changing. And The second huge impetus for the idea around this podcast is my beautiful, amazing, talented friend, Nicole. We were doing a podcast. I'm frequently on her podcast. The It is now, previously was called the Rock Your Soul podcast. Now it is called the Rock Your Comeback 
podcast because of her second book, which will be coming out, hopefully, fingers crossed, it is out in the world at some point during this summer. So definitely keep an eye out for that, and I will keep you all posted. Um, But she, her and I were having a conversation, and she used the metaphor, and I'm a big fan of metaphors, about how our brains are like a Google search bar and how whatever we plug in to our brain i.e. our Google search bar, we are going to get answers for. And it just clicked with me when she said that. Like, holy shit, is that true? We can type in the most outlandish shit to Google and we will always, always get a response and more importantly, a confirmation of what we are looking for, which is amazing if we are asking empowering questions. If we are asking questions that are supporting who we want to be or supporting how we want to view the world around us. But it is awful if we are asking questions that are not in alignment with our growth. If we are asking questions to confirm our fears, our worries, our anxieties, like we are going to find a reason to justify what we are looking for. And that is terrifying. And so... Huge shout out to both of those ladies for introducing me to these concepts and especially to Nicole for really cementing this concept around because that is something I come back to all the time. Like I hear that Google search bar, Google search bar in my brain and when I'm in my bullshit, like what am I, what am I searching for? Am I searching for more confirmation of my bad mood or am I searching for something that is going to actually help me out here? So all that to say... Thank you, ladies. (laughs) And now we will get into the subject at hand, and that is how to ask better questions, questions that will support us, help us thrive, and help us continue on the path of our growth. I apologize. The audio is wonky. I am a one-woman show here, (laughs) no recording studio, no audio engineer, and both of my children are, well, I have three, but the loud children, (laughs) the noisy ones, are right below me playing a game on their Xbox. And my husband, God bless him, I said, you know, John, I'm going to go upstairs and record a podcast. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And then he decides to make a protein shake, which is probably one of the loudest things that you can do in my kitchen. So I was very close to my microphone, which made my peas um, have a lot of P (laughs) sounding to them. So I apologize and I thank you. I thank you for allowing me to do this and dealing with these hiccups with me. Anyways, moving on. How can we ask better questions? The first part of asking better questions is knowing the difference between empowering questions versus disempowering questions. With empowering questions, you are asking questions that do exactly that which empower you, which help you show up how you want to show up in the world. And so that would be a question like, how can this help me be the best version of myself? What can this teach me? How can I view this situation in a way that makes me excited? How can I set myself up to best show up in this situation that I am feeling a little nervous about? You get the idea. Or on the other side of that, a disempowering question is unfortunately what we are kind of automatically programmed to do. And there's a reason for that, right? Like we're animals. 
we are creatures. <laughs> At the end of the day, we have parts of our brain that are just programmed for our survival. And because of that, we are evolutionary predisposed to seeking out the negative to keep us safe, right? Our brains sometimes forget that we're in comfortable homes, comfortable houses. We do not need to be worried about constant threats, but that's kind of what we do. And so when we are having a situation that is causing us some feelings of uncertainty, we forget that uncertainty is where every beautiful expanding possibility lives. We only focus on the parts of uncertainty that are negative or that could cause us some sort of, you know, less than ideal future. And that's just, that's disempowering. And so a disempowering question would be, why is this happening to me? This isn't fair. That's not a question, but a statement that usually confirms it, right? Or what could go wrong? How am I not set up for success in this situation? What are they thinking about me? I hate that question. And that's something that I think all of us deal with. That's something I deal with a lot. I have always feelings of imposter syndrome in this space, right? Like who am I to have this platform, to have this message? I think that's something that a lot of women deal with. And I want to remind you kind of as a side note that imposter syndrome is a good thing. Because imposter syndrome means you are doing something that is expanding you. It means you are you have the courage to, as Brene Brown would say, quoting Theodore Roosevelt, you have the courage to get in the arena, right? Anybody who is in the arena knows that imposter syndrome is going to happen. And it's the people up in the cheap sheets who have no imposter syndrome because they're not doing anything. And so I just want to remind you that if you're experiencing feelings of imposter syndrome, feelings like I can't share this message or who am I to say this, that is a, a good thing. That's a good thing because it means you are expanding. I know that's kind of an aside, but it's a really important aside to remember that whenever you're experiencing those things, do not search for confirmation of all the reasons of why you shouldn't be doing whatever you're doing. Instead, Search for confirmations of why you need to, which the answer is because it's your voice, because you have something to share, because there is somebody who's going to hear your message and connect with it in a way that they have not been able to connect with it before. So please, by all means, remember and just embody the idea that imposter syndrome is really, it's a sign that you're expanding and it's a sign that you are on the right track. So I apologize for my little aside there, but I also don't apologize because it's really important to remember. Moving on. Another way to frame empowering versus disempowering questions is to ask yourself, am I looking for problems or am I looking for potential? And that's huge, right? I should have brought this up earlier. Really, the main thing when it comes to figuring out the type of questions you are asking is awareness, right? Awareness is always, always, always the flex. It is always the tool for growth. It is always the thing that we want to be focusing on. Am I aware of what is happening right now? And when you're in a shitstorm of worry and fear and anxiety, it can be hard to cultivate that awareness. So if you find it after the fact, don't go back and kind of beat yourself up for asking disempowering questions. Instead, say, okay, 
acknowledge what happens, but now what can I do to seek out potential? Because I've already, I've already looked for all the problems. You've explored that angle. What does looking for the potential look like? And ask yourself what questions are in alignment with looking for potential. And so if you are feeling uh, feelings of imposter syndrome, since we've already talked about that, ask yourself in situations like that, well, what are my strengths? What have I done well? How have I overcome X hurdle? How have I succeeded? What have I done in my life that has made me better? And how can I use that to help other people? And that applies to any situation. The goal here is reprogramming your search bar. And again, thank you, Nicole, for that amazing analogy. What is your search bar programmed to find? And if right now your search bar is programmed to find negatives, problems, reasons to be mad, reasons to be upset, reasons to believe your bullshit, that's okay. If you're aware of it, you can change it. Awareness, again, I know I just said it, awareness will always be the flex. And so your goal around the type of questions that you are asking is, how am I teaching myself to navigate the world around me through the questions that I am asking? And when you find that awareness that you have been programming yourself and creating habits that are teaching you to always explore the negative, get curious. Why? Why am I doing this? What is it giving me? How is it helping me? And the answer is always going to be, it's not. It's not. You may be doing it because you're keeping yourself comfortable, but you know we've talked about a few episodes back, the comfort zone is rarely actual comfort. It is your stuck zone, unless you have earned that comfort. And so you are asking these questions because you are keeping yourself in that stuck zone. And okay, if you want to be there, but I have a feeling you don't want to be there if you're still listening. And so asking and creating curiosity around those negative questions will help you find the reasons to no longer ask them. And when you're aware of that, you can ask differently which will allow you to ask better. And again, that is when you are able to switch your questioning from disempowering to empowering. And so I ask you, and I want to leave you with, you know, tying this up, this will be a short mini episode because my kids are so freaking loud. (laughs) Again, I apologize and bless you. But tying this up, ask yourself whenever you find that awareness of, oh, I've just asked a question that is not helping me at all ask the exact opposite like think of this as a yin and a yang what is the exact opposite way to frame this question and remember that you owe it to yourself to ask it right you spent time and energy exploring the negative that's okay but that can't be all you explore now you owe it to yourself to explore the exact opposite of that What would happen if everything worked out perfectly? What would happen if everything turned out in your favor? What would happen if everything went right? What would, this is my favorite question, what would happen if you succeeded? What would that look like? What would that feel like? Spend time with those questions. 
The hippie in me needs you to know that allowing yourself to feel the answers to those questions will put you in energetic alignment with those things. And that's that's manifestation, my friends. That is creating a new reality, which is why this is all so important. You've heard the quote, perception creates reality. It is your responsibility to ask yourself and to ask yourself often, what reality am I creating and is this reality working in my favor? And that's a yes or no answer. If the answer is yes, keep going. Beautiful. And if the answer is no, don't throw a pity party. That's not helpful. Instead, congratulate yourself. You've created awareness and now you can choose differently. It can be that simple if you allow it to be that simple. I am going to tie this episode up now. I am going to wait (laughs) to record next week's episode until no one is home because my other child just got home and turns out she's just as noisy as the other two. (laughs) That's life, my friends. So I am going to wait. I'm going to hold off on that one. It is one that I am holding off on reluctantly, though, because I am so excited to talk about it again with you all. We've talked about it once before. It is one of my most downloaded episodes yet, and it needs to be replicated and recreated because there's some new insights I have to share with you, and that is all around how to stop negative habits. Now, negative habits. What was that word I even just said? (laughs) Again, I guess it is a good time for me to shut it down for the day. So that is what we are going to be talking about next week. How to stop nebit. Oh my goodness. (laughs) How to stop negative habits right in their track. As always, if you have not, please take a second to rate and review this podcast, even though I don't know why I'm asking you on this one with the crappy audio and me tripping over my words, but If you do on this episode, you, my friend, you are a real superstar. (laughs) You deserve extra bonus points and I extra double super appreciate you. (laughs) I'm going to shut up before I put my foot in my mouth any further. I hope you will join me back next week. I promise it'll be a delicious one. It'll be a good one and it'll sound really good and I will be able to talk like an intelligent person again. Well, I can't promise you that, but I'm going to do my best. You know what I mean. Anyways, I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you ask empowering questions. I hope you constantly look for the possibilities and I hope I see you back next Thursday.